when it was time to get up and bat or do whatever you did, you could hear mom and dad up there hollering for you. You could pick their voices out. You knew their voices. But one of the reasons was these the ones that was hollering the loudest. You guys are going to experience that someday. Y'all going to be there, and you're going to not understand why nobody else don't cheer for your boy just like you do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I just picture that whenever... Things are going on when we overcome something, when there's a particular victory in our life. They're up there rooting for us. Last week we talked about Veterans Day and what these people, these men and women have gone through that we can have the freedoms that we have in this nation. This nation is one of the nations that's putting the gospel out all over the world. We have the technology. We have the means. The satellite dishes is taking the word everywhere. That people can know who Jesus is. And it's all because of the sacrifices that these men and women made. It's all because of what they have done by the help of God. We can't deny that. Every victory that America has had has been a direct result of what God's doing, what he's doing. I believe that. Simply because of what we have. We have the freedom tonight, whether everybody's going to come out or not, but we have the freedom tonight that people can come and worship freely. We can sing our songs. We can talk about Jesus. We can teach the Bible, which tells the world a lot of things that they don't want to hear, but we get to do it because of our freedoms. And I personally believe that's something God has put together. So don't grow weary in well-doing. Let's hang in there. Let's be like those soldiers. I want to talk to you tonight about fighting like a soldier. You see, tonight we're going to go into prayer. Hand me one of them requests, sweetie, please. Well, we got four now. Hot dog. And we've been praying for this lady for a couple of years now, Mary Wynn and her family. Somebody Geraldine knows. I don't know their whole situation, but I do know this. A prayer warrior in our church sees there's a need. She's the one that's been placed in their path. Therefore, this is no coincidence. This is no accident. We have the privilege to lift up Mary Wynn in prayer tonight. She needs us to walk beside her. Her family needs us to walk beside her. We might not be able to be there physically to do for her, but folks, don't underestimate the power of prayer. And by the way, it is so powerful it's so powerful, the devil does everything he can to keep people out of prayer service. Life's too busy, this is going on, that's going on. Why? Because he understands if you cripple a praying group of people, you're going to cripple them permanently. You're going to hurt them bad because they're not getting audience with God. Does that make sense? That's a tactic of war. This is warfare. When we start praying in a few minutes, we're going to be entering into battle. 
because there are forces of evil that don't want this prayer to get out. There are forces of evil that don't want a miraculous thing to happen for this lady and her family and the requests that you have. And therefore, we're going into battle tonight. We're going to be these good soldiers. Just like when I played ball, you know, you had to run, you had to get conditioning, you had to learn, you had to, you know, you had to hit a thousand baseballs through the week just so that you'd be able to hit that pitcher for those, what, 12 pitches that you might face the, in the game that week. Because you had to be, your eye had to be tuned in with your bat, your weapon. Your hand had to be set up so it could read the ball when the ball's coming in. If it's going to take a short hop, how you're going to react to it. You've got to be throwing continually to keep that aim on. It's repetitious work. That's what we do. And it's getting conditioned to be able to be about that business. Tonight and every week for the past, ooh, probably close to seven years, we have been meeting specifically for prayer. And I can tell you now, it is battle. One of the things I want you to pray for tonight, I want to see this service get just like the Sunday morning service. I'm going to tell you, when we get to the place that everybody's putting the same emphasis on prayer, don't know what's going on, but you know what? I got an audience with God tonight. I'm joining with my brothers and sisters when we get to a place that we're there, you're going to see some things happening. I believe it. Otherwise, why in the world are we praying? There's this mindset that God already knows what's going to happen. I've got a question for you, then why are we praying? Say it again. Hmm. So he told us to do that, didn't he? So yes, he does know the beginning from the end, but for us to do nothing just because, well, God's going to do what God's going to do, why are we praying? It makes me ask that question of why do we do it? He told us to do it, and if he already knows, but you see, God already knows the decisions we're going to make. He has that already in his mindset. And I'm getting off on a tangent here, but I didn't mean to. But we pray because he hears and he said, if you ask anything in my name and believe, he'll do it. Do we believe that tonight? Is it just words that we know how to quote, or do we really have it inside of our hearts? I'm going to pray tonight because I'm believing God's going to do it. I've talked about my buddy Robbie. I believe in that God is going to heal the man. And there's going to be a testimony of God's power. I believe it. I feel so strongly about it that he's going to touch him. And you're going to be looking back. We're going to be looking back on it if time lasts, and we're going to be able to say, look what the Lord has done. We sang a song like that, didn't we? We've sang it before. Look what the Lord has done. I remember when Sweetie got her healing over here one Sunday night. That's a song we were singing. And ever since then, that song means something to me. Look what the Lord has done. If you're sitting here tonight because God touched you and gave you some extra days when the doctors in the world said you wouldn't have them, look what the Lord has done. Hang on to that. He's still the same God he can still do. So that helps us when you're going into battle 
and you're a soldier in the, in the Lord's army, it helps us to know that we're following a commander-in-chief who, by the way, has all power in heaven and in earth. Friends, you ain't on a losing team when you're on his team. Do we get that? We're not on the losing team here. God is all-powerful. He's all-knowing, and there is nothing that is impossible for God. So I'm going to ask you, what is the most difficult situation you have ever faced in your life? Somebody shout it out if you got one. I know you got one. Alyssa's surgery. Yeah. Crucifying self. Boy, that's a big one. Cancer. Anyone else? Some of the biggest battles you faced in your life? Everyday self, yeah. For me, I'm going to tell you what mine is. One of the biggest battles I've ever faced is staying true to God in the calling that he's given me. I'll be honest with you, that's, that's probably one of the biggest battles I've ever faced. And a few years back, it almost took me down. You remember the conversation we had before you went into your heart surgery, Jim? I said something along the lines, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing this. I'm getting so tired of all the ridicule. I'm getting so tired of all the negativism. You remember that? But I came here to pray with you because God told me to. Say it again. Amen. But that ain't what the devil tries to tell you. He comes at you hard. And I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, we need to have people we can call on in those times of need. And I don't care what it is that we're facing, that prayer has to happen Prayer and fasting has to happen. We have to get on board with God and not let the enemy come against us. What is one of the, the primary challenges that you're facing now? Anybody facing a challenge now? Well, we're in good shape then, ain't we? That's right. Last Sunday night, we had to take you home. But God saw you through, didn't you? You here another week. Now the enemy wanted to take you out then. He don't get to do what he wants to do. And we prayed for you that night. I'm going to call that a direct result of why you're sitting here tonight. Got your big old Eddie smile on. Got your woman right there with you. That's a good day. That's a good day you in church. Amen? Anybody facing things right now? Some of the things that we face? Let me ask you this. What are you doing to become stronger spiritually so that you can overcome the thing that you're facing right now? Maybe it's a loss in your life. Loss of a job, loss of a friend, loss of a loved one. 
whatever it may be, we're facing stuff. And we can trust in the Lord, and we have to do something to keep ourselves committed to this work that he has for us. What are we doing to grow ourselves stronger spiritually? You see, the early church had a problem. And what the early church was facing, a fellow by the name of Timothy, you remember him? And he had to have a, he got some letters from Paul. Paul's telling him, hey man, hang in there. But what's he facing? He's, he, he's, he's facing ministry, but there's a fellow by the name of Nero in Rome. He's persecuting Christians. You believe in Jesus, we're going to kill you. We're going to burn you at the stake. Denounce Christianity. Some of those folks hung in there, but a lot of them didn't. A lot of the fires that was going on then was enough to take people who thought or acted like that they were committed to God and they turned away. Paul himself even talked about people that used to be with him in ministry, but now they've left the faith. They've turned away. They're not a support anymore because the pressure got to be too much. Can you imagine? Here he is, a young minister. He's going into a place and he's starting to, to preach and lead this group of people. And now, every side, it seems like there's a mass exodus going out of the church. All these people, when pressures come, when certain things come, they throw their hands up. The ones that he thought he could depend on, the workers that was beside of him, were bugging out. Can you imagine what's going through his mind? Think about it. Timothy's having a hard way to go. He's probably thinking about, I'm going to pack it up and I'm going to head somewhere else. I've done had enough of this. It's getting too hot here. The persecution is just way too much. Even the people that I thought was going to be beside me praying and fighting in this battle are starting to leave. They're heading out. And so he needed a word. He needed some encouragement, and he got it. God always shows up on time. He always gives you everything you need, so let's go. Let's read some Bible now. We need to have the word of the Lord. 2 Timothy 2 and 1. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from among Many witnesses commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You see, he said commit it to faithful men. Not everybody's going to be faithful. Not everybody's going to be taking the word and giving it to others. Why? Because of the battles that I talked about. Not everybody's going to do that. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, you think about what he just said. That is a harsh word, isn't it? You must endure this hardship, these, these things that you're facing because you are a good soldier in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, you are good soldiers in Jesus Christ. Did we not read that this morning? That you're a royal priesthood, each and every one of us, and we must endure the hardships that we face. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must first 
must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised up from the dead according to my gospel. I've done told you this. Hang on to that. When we face the stuff that we face, we have to remember who Jesus is. He overcame death. For which I suffer trouble as, a, as an evildoer, even to the point of chains, but the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. We're going to face some stuff in this life, but be a good soldier and endure. Why? It's for the purpose and for the sake of the elect, the brothers and sisters around us, the ones that we're to teach, the ones that we're to be sowing into and understand what God is doing. Therefore, I, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. Do you believe that tonight? If we go out of here tonight, whether it be by death or whether it be by the rapture, we will be with Jesus. That ought to make us excited. Have you thought about what heaven is like? One day we're going to find out, and brothers and sisters, I believe it's soon coming. That we're all heading out together. It may not be by way of the grave. It may not be by way of disease. I believe he's coming back, and I believe he's coming back soon. I really feel that. This world is getting awful. People are so mean and so evil and so full of hatred and wickedness. I, 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 it bothers me to think about the news stories we're going to see after next Friday of how people are going to act just so they can go buy something. It hits every year. And the biggest news story is how much money did we make? Not about who Jesus is. Not about that he came so that we would be saved. It ain't about that anymore. And our, even our kids are like, well, we want this for Christmas. Take what you get and enjoy it. You're not in competition with the kid in the third aisle in the third seat. Well, look what I have. No, that's what feeds into pride. Hmm. But the eternal glory of Jesus. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. And if we deny him, he will deny us. Brothers and sisters, whenever we have the chance to stand up for Jesus, do it. Otherwise, it's called denying him. And the Bible clearly tells us if we deny him, he will deny us. Come to church 20 times a week if you want to. Read your Bible all that you want to. But if he's not in here and if we're not sold out to him, what good is it? We have to stand up for the Lord. And that means sometimes when people bring stuff about that is against the word of God, it's time for us to stand up and say something. Let the world know what the truth is because the truth will set you free. Rather than we say, I don't want to be involved, I'm going to heaven. That's the time to stand up because you might be denying him. Think about that. We are to endure the fight like a good soldier. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. What's in the word, he can't deny. It's all a part of who he is. It's about his character and what God has said is so. Amen? So fight the good fight.
You see, we go through these things because they toughen us. They make us seasoned. They make us battle-hardened. When we're fighting these battles, those battles come to make us tougher. You know, you want to go into battle with somebody that's been in battle before. They won't freeze up when it's time to do what's got to be done. They understand that you've got to move quick. They have that swiftness. They have that accuracy of aim. They have that certain calm about them. Even though they're scared, they understand I'm in battle, and if this doesn't take over me of acting this way, I'm going to die, and the people with me are going to die. That's what battle season. You see, we had people that would go in with us on our SWAT team and to do things, and everybody wanted to be a part of that. It was kind of like an elite group, but... Folks, everybody wouldn't cut out to do it. And you had to let them know, I'm sorry, but you can't go in on this because right now you just don't have what it takes. Because this is a whole different world. You don't know what you're going to face when you get through the door. And we need people that's going to act swiftly and act appropriately. That's how the job gets done. And you see, that's what the battle does. When you have those times, you get seasoned season for that battle. We have to learn what the enemy's tactics are. He is an accuser of the brethren. He will do it every single day, every time, every chance he gets, and we have to understand that is a tactic of him, and that is a part of being seasoned in battle. That is a part of being a good soldier. And say, no, devil, you don't know what you're talking about. When we go into battle, we learn what our own weaknesses are. Fear may be one of them. And fear will drain us and rob us of the victory in Jesus. So that's a tactic. So at all costs, whether if you've got to come and pray and you've got to fast and pray, don't let fear come in and take over your life. Because it will rob that victory. And before long, you're a prisoner of war and you have no account. You're not making anything happen. Suffering sometimes is required for us to do our part of pushing the kingdom forward. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you can put somebody in a place and it clicks a switch in them, if that makes sense. I had one of those moments in my career. I was doing what I needed to do or what I needed to do to get by, but not to do what really was needed to do. And it took a conversation from the man one day saying, you know what, you might not last at this job. A real conversation. And gave me some good words. It's time to buckle down. If this is what you want to do for a living, this is time for you to buckle down and make things happen. And all it took was a change inside of here for me to continue on doing what I needed to do. And sometimes these things that we face it gets us prepared to keep pushing forward, to gain new territory for Christ. And last but not least, we must be sold out to accomplish the mission. We've watched the movies before and the soldiers come back and it's been a hard battle and what do they do? They go through the commander and they say, mission accomplished. I want to be able to say that to Jesus. How about you? Mission accomplished. See, good soldiers fight on. You're going to go through some hard stuff, but just like he told him, hang in there. Can you imagine Timothy? He's thinking, all right, all these Christians are dying, and here I am kind of in the biggest church. I'm kind of like a, a Christian leader well-known around here. 
you reckon Nero's coming after me next? And he told him, he said, you just hang in there. Keep fighting that good fight. Hang in there. Keep fighting that good fight. Tonight when we pray, we're going into battle. Keep fighting the good fight. Next Sunday night when we have prayer service and the devil's telling you not to come. Uh, you might have to work, I don't know. But get yourself up and drag yourself here because you've got to fight the good fight. That's where the battle is happening. You see, if the devil can separate you from fighting in that part of the battle, then he's going to start pulling you away from other things. It is a process. Understand and know what his tactics are. I've only been pastoring for seven years. But I realize when somebody goes from here to there to back there, the next place is out the door. And every time they tell you, oh, nothing's wrong, everything's fine. You know what I'm talking about? They start sliding away. And the devil gives you every excuse in the world. Prayer time tonight is essential. It's battle. Are you ready to go to battle, Brother Ron? You got somebody's prayer card? Okay, sir. That is your assignment tonight. Complete it. Walk with Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Brother Danny, you got a prayer card tonight? That's your assignment, sir. You have to complete that. Consider being in roll call, getting ready to go out to work. You're on 12th Street in that district, and you're on 5th Street in that district, and, and sir, you're going to be over in the dope town, in the homosexual town. I want you to go and do your job tonight. Don't give up. Trust in Jesus. He'll get you through it, but you have a job to do tonight. You have an assignment tonight. That is your assignment. If you want to be a part of this army, you want to be a part of this battle, that's your assignment. Hang on to the Lord. He'll get you through it. We've given you everything you need to accomplish your mission. Amen? We've got everything we need to accomplish that mission, so keep on fighting. Keep on fighting through those hard times. Keep on going toward Jesus. Watch him work. Ashley, you're going over in children's town. That's your assignment, young lady. Are you up to it? All right, then get her done. Endure. Kenan, you're going over in young people town. You ready to go to battle, sir? Because there's an enemy that wants these kids. Are you ready to go to battle? Are you in for it? All right, sir, let's get her done. That's what we have tonight. Sister Francis, you oversee our seniors. Are you ready to keep in battle and stay in battle? Stay at it then. That is your battle, ma'am. Keep at it. You have to lead the younger ones. You have to lead them into this place to do the job that you're doing. Someday you're going to be retiring. That means we're probably going to be going on the Lord if time goes. Our job is to keep everybody trained up. Are you ready to go to battle? So, we get ready to pray tonight. Remember, you are a soldier in God's army. So keep on fighting. Through those hard times, you keep on fighting because he's faithful. Did you know that? He is very faithful. If you're in a tough time, just remember, he's getting you ready. He's getting you ready. So hang in there. Don't give up. Don't quit. Stay on the battlefield.